Everlasting Father, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your protection, your grace, your mercies that are new every morning. Thank you for your patience with us, your Holy Spirit to guide us, to teach us the truth, to reprove us, to correct us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, oh God, for who you are. We say without glorified in Jesus' name, as we want to start this Bible study, we ask that your presence will be with us, oh God. It's not a complete, it's not a preaching, it's not a teaching. It's actually a Bible study where I will like read the word of God and I ask that you would please speak to me, oh God, through your word and speak to everyone that will be listening, oh God. Even as we look into the pages of your word, oh God, Enlighten our minds and our hearts, oh God, on your word, exactly how it is. You have led us to study the end times. We don't know it all. We don't know how it's going to unfold. There are lots of decoding to do in your word, but please release as much information as you think we need, oh God, to, in order to get ready, oh God, for the end times, in order to recognize the signs in Jesus' name. Lord, Prepare us to recognize the signs, Lord. Help us to watch. Help us to also pray. But most importantly, oh God, help us to be like Jesus. Help us to, to remove everything that makes us look, makes us not look like Jesus, oh God. Remove it, oh Lord. Mortify it, oh God. Since then, we have been reasoned with you, oh God. Help us to set aside and mortify our members, oh God. All the things that we've learned from the old man, oh God. Help us to mortify those things, oh God. Help us to put them aside and put off the old man and his deeds and then put on the clothes of the new man, oh God. The fruit of the spirit, Lord. You're already giving us this new man to live in us, oh God. All we need right now to do, oh God, make the new man grow in us, Lord. We ask that you would make this new man grow even as we feed it your word. Make the new man grow to be, oh God, the express image of God that you want us to be in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise, oh God, because your yourself, oh God, will find expression in our life, oh God. We will begin to give way for the new man to control us. We will begin to become slaves unto righteousness, oh God, to obey and please the new man that is now living in us, oh God. Since we have been crucified, oh God, and now we are risen with Christ, oh God, help us to seek things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Help us to set our affections and our desires on things that are above, oh God, and not things on this earth, Lord. Lord, help us to set our desires, spend our time on things that are above in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us to... Feed this new man with your word of God. Obey this new man until he becomes the boss of our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to nurture this new man, oh God, and do everything we are doing, oh God, to please the new baby Jesus that you have put into us, oh God. 
And Lord, when it starts growing, oh Lord, let us begin to bust out, Lord. Let the, the holes of our water facet that has been clogged with unforgiveness begin to be cleansed, oh God. And let's begin to bust out. Let joy, let joy bust out, out of the, the hole of that tap that anxiety has blocked. Let joy begin to bust out of it. Let peace begin to bust out of it. The hole that unforgiveness has blocked, Lord. Let your love begin to bust out of it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for your word. We ask that your Holy Spirit will direct us. We, we do not want to be directed by our flesh or by what we expect that people would want to hear. But we want to be directed by your Holy Spirit, oh God. We are not people please us, Lord. We just want to please you. Help us to do your will, Lord. In any way, we are not looking um, clean right now. Anyway, we have come short of your glory, Lord. Please forgive us and wash us clean with your blood. And when you look at us, Lord, see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We are covered in the blood of Jesus. Receive the glory of days in Jesus' mighty name. Pray. Amen. Amen. I welcome you all to today's Bible study. And it's been a whole two weeks, but we are back here. And I pray that. I will be blessed by this Bible study, and I pray that you will be blessed by this Bible study. So we are going into the study today. Before we start, we will take our hymn, and the hymn is Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, and we'll be singing it together without any instrumental, because... Because sometimes the instrumentals are very high pitched, and I don't have the voice to to catch up. So let's use the let's sing to God with our voices. My prayer, Lord, I know that God will accept our praise and worship by the grace of God. Amen. So I'm going to share my screen right now. Share this part. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss from victory unto victory. His army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you, ye dare not trust your own. Put on the gospel armor, each piece puts on with prayer 
where duty calls or danger be never wanting them stand up stand up for jesus the strife will not be long this day the noise of battle the next the victor song to those who vanquish evil a crown of life shall be they with the king of glory shall reign eternally amen amen so the song says that stand up stand up for jesus ye soldiers of the cross lift eye his royal banner it must not suffer loss. From victory unto victory, his army shall he lead till every foe is vanquished and Christ is Lord indeed. And so it also says that it also says that the arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. It says that put on the gospel armor, it's peace, put on with prayer. And it says the next the the day, the noise of battle, the next, the victor's song. The strife shall not be long. So this is a, this is just a practical up and down of life. Like one one period in your life, you can you might be facing like battles, job loss, or um, low financial um, status, or sickness. Or whatever battle, but it's just gonna last for a while, right? And the next is the victor's song, and that is how life is. But the strife will not be long, and we will continue to be followers of Jesus, and Jesus will continue to win the battle for us. Now, I I I, I want to talk about this part. It says to those who vanquish evil. The truth is that the battle between good and evil has been fought many years ago, over 2,000 years ago, about over 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died on that cross. And he has won the victory for us. He has, um, yes, taken the punishment for sin for the whole world, right? Yes, God has put it upon him. So, he has paid the price for everyone, whether you cash the check or not. You your your sin has your punishment has been paid, right? So if you if you go to like if you are sentenced to ten years imprisonment, and someone says, "I want to spend that ten years for you," and the person spends the ten years for you, but you you offer to actually still want to spend the ten years, you can actually spend the ten years. Um, if you insist, right? So you can actually spend the 10 years if you insist on spending it. If you decide to suffer punishment for yourself, you can choose to suffer um, your punishment yourself, but there is, someone has already suffered on your behalf. He has already suffered punishment for sin. So when they say, what will it take to redeem mankind? What will it take to redeem? 
to um, erase what Adam did in the Garden of Eden, what will it take to redeem mankind? It took the cross. No matter how many mankinds, like one trillion people that would ever come to this earth, no matter how many people would eventually get to live on earth, Jesus has paid the price to redeem this race, human race. So when you think about it like that, you will be confused. Like Jesus paid the price to redeem mankind from death. So when you tap into his sacrifice, then you'll be part of the redemption. Then you will subscribe to that channel, right? You subscribe to Jesus's redemption. So what will it take for this old man that we inherited from Adam to be destroyed, to be nailed to Christ's cross? Jesus did it, um, paid the price on the cross of Calvary. So having heard about salvation, having heard about the way you can come to Jesus Christ um, in faith, how to cash that check, how to um, not have to go to prison yourself, right? Since Jesus Christ has already done that for you, um, since you've heard about it now, this is a time where you, as a person, if you don't have Jesus Christ in your life, you decide to come to God, to cash that check. You decide to come to God to, to, to activate that sacrifice he has made for you on the cross so that you don't have to suffer for yourself again. And so um, if you are watching right now and you want to surrender your life to Christ, you want to come to him, all you need to do is to just talk to him. Just surrender your life to him in sincerity. Admit that you are a sinner, you have been a sinner. You can even tell him exactly what you have been doing. And the truth is that when you, um, when during this process, if you are really truly sorry for your sins and if Jesus sees your heart and he knows that you're sorry, the Holy Spirit will begin to remind you, remind you all the things that God hates that you have been doing is going to remind you and you're going to be so sad about it. You're going to be convicted in your spirit and you're going to be sorry for your sins right now. And then you're going to ask God to forgive you. And when you've done that, God will cleanse you with the blood of Jesus. Then he will, he would activate what Jesus did many years ago. That is taking the old man out of him, nailing him to Jesus's cross and then giving you the new man. So that check is activated. That um, punishment God, Jesus has already suffered, is activated. And you are free to go. Whosoever Jesus Christ sets free is free indeed. So right now, if you knelt down and ask God to forgive you and ask that Jesus activates this new life in you and nails the old man to cross, activates the new life in you, give you his Holy Spirit, ask for the Holy Spirit of God to live in you with the new man. The new man has to be living with us. The, being born of water, and then the Holy Spirit has to live in you. That is being born of the Spirit. And when you have done this, you are born again. So it's there's no magic word. All you need to do is to come to Jesus Christ and pray. And I will pray with you right now after you've done that. 
So I believe that you're doing that right now, asking God to forgive you your sins and wash you clean with his blood, asking him to cleanse you, asking him to activate that death of the old man and activate the birth, the new birth inside you. Ask Jesus, ask God to give you his Holy Spirit to live in you. And I pray that God will do that. God will have mercy on you because the Bible says that um, it's only those that God draws that will come. It says that nobody comes to the, 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 father, the son except the father draws him here. So if God is actually convicting your heart right now, that means God loves you and he wants to save you and he's coming to you right now. So I'm going to pray with you. Father, we thank you for for this opportunity for your people to give your life to Christ, for, for your people to activate this check, this activate this, this freedom in you, oh God, activate the cross in their lives, Lord, even as they have talked to you today, oh God, I ask that you please, Lord, have mercy and choose them. Choose them, oh God. Choose them, oh Lord, to do this work of righteousness. And see, many are called, but few are chosen. Many um, yes, Jesus died for all, but only few get to activate this, this check. Lord, please help us, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, too. Holy Spirit, activate this, this new life in the lives of people that are watching to the glory of your name, people that really depend on you. They want to love you. They want to know you. They want to be saved from sin. They want to be saved from being slaves to Satan and hell. Lord, please set them free in the name of Jesus. I thank you because you are faithful enough to do it. You are faithful to the end that the Alpha and the Omega receive the glory, Almighty God, all powerful God, science, all present God, that glorified each of these in Jesus' mighty name of Amen. So be sure that as you have as you have come to God in sincerity, he has already saved you and you are blessed. So, that evil has been vanquished. The, the, the evil that we need to vanquish is very easy. It's just the habits that the old man has taught us. For example, when you, if somebody um, slaps you, right, the old man has taught you to retaliate it's like by default the old man has started to retaliate and then we are humans that learn fast right so when you teach yourself how to drive even like after some time you don't even need you can even drive when you're not thinking about it right when your mind is far off but at the first few years of driving or few months of driving you have to concentrate on the road and look at the signs stop signs and then um be very present while driving but after some time you you do not need to be even present that much while driving you can unconsciously see the red stop sign and stop you can unconsciously see the red the green um go sign and and go so that is how we've learned how to um behave you it's like learning a skill. So the, the old man has taught us a lot of skills that when someone does, it, does something bad to you, you retaliate. That's the skill we have learned. But this old man has left us. For those who have given their lives to Christ and for those who 
God has done the work of righteousness in their life. The old man has been nailed to the cross. And so we have the new man now, but we still have those skills. That is why Colossians 3 verse 5 says that we should put those skills to death, unlearn those skills. And we and it's, it's the same as evil, right? Those skills are evil. So try to unlearn them. And so when you even think about it, we have a lot of things to unlearn. There's no time to waste time. There's no time to waste your time on social media because social media will not let you unlearn, help you unlearn them. There's no time to waste your time on secular jobs that take all your time because we need to vanquish evil. We need to unlearn all the things that Mr. Flesh has taught us, you know, and as God will continue to shine light, right? So we have this faucet. God has, we have said it many times in previous Bible studies that out of the belly of those who believe in God and are born again, out of their belly shall flow out rivers of living water. And um, some, some versions say fountain. It will be like the, the water, which the, the water of life will be like a fountain. And we've seen a picture of a fountain has holes, right? That the, the water flows through. And God, by revelation, God has told us that sometimes those holes could be blocked um, with the habits that the old man has taught us. Unforgiveness um, doesn't mean that we have the old man still in us, no. But these are habits that the old man has taught us. So those habits have to be, the holes have to be unclogged for the fruit of the spirit to burst out like a river through us. So when you see that you don't love people, it means that the facet, the whole of your facet of love is blocked and it needs to be put, it needs to be cleaned and then love will flow out of that hole. And so we have to do this work of righteousness. So when you see you see someone hurt you today and you find you've got to forgive, then you start reading your Bible and praying, God, help me to forgive, help me to let go. And then God will start helping you. God will start changing your heart. Then when finally that thing is, is punctured out, then love will flow through that. Oh, so you, you have to bury yourself in the word of God. Pray every day. Pray about it. Talk to God about it. Be real about it. And talk to people about it, your mentors, and say that you're still struggling with this, that God, please help me um, to, you can tell them to pray on your behalf, to overcome it, read your Bible, and pray. But Christians don't talk to each other. They don't, they're, they're, they're claiming perfect. Don't let them know that you are, you're still having unforgiveness. Don't let anybody know, and that's wrong. Talk to people that you know are sincere about what you're struggling with in Christ. And and God will help you. We, we should not always like claim, they said, whoever thinketh he stand should take heed lest he fall. Whoever thinketh that he stands, take heed lest he fall. And through the word of God, the word of God will shine light on those holes that mm, 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 my light cannot shine through. Like, like out of a Christian, only three rays of light are shining out just because the other holes, the other holes are blocked, right? So, the, your life is supposed to be full, shining out into the world because we are the light of the world. So we end up vanquishing evil. We shall receive a crown of life and be with the king of glory and bring eternally. And I thank God for this theme. I pray that God will continue to help us to stand for him every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And now we're going into the end time study. 
And then if you have not um, been with us studying the end times, um, I would advise you to go watch from the end time part one, because we'll be going, we are right now in, in part five. So yeah, we're gonna start now. It's uh, interesting. We have read, okay, we started, we are doing the um, eschatology. So I'm still sharing my screen. So I'll keep on sharing my screen. So we are, we are learning, they call it eschatology, all these theologians. I'm not a theologian. I am just a Christian, a child of God, one of the child of God. And so eschatology is the study of the end time. We are not doing eschatology in quotes, using all these big, big books, but we are reading the Bible, following the footprints that Jesus has laid for us. Not saying what the other people are doing are wrong, what they are doing is wrong, but um, the, the point is that I am not going to use any book, any other book to um, learn about this end time. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to us as we learn about the end time. And we started with we, we started by reading the following verses. So I will write that write them down right now. And I think you can still see my screen. So and if you're listening to the podcast, I will pull them out. So what I'm typing right now is end time reading in sequence. And the first one, first verse, which we have read so many episodes ago, um, is Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 to 15. We stopped at 15 because Jesus told us to, after we have seen the signs of the end time, like many falling away, many that falling away from the faith, um, we have seen signs of the end time, like um, wars and rumors of wars, famine and pestilence, COVID-19, famine, um, lack of food, scarcity, inflation. So you are seeing all these things. The next big thing is this abomination that causes isolation. And, and Jesus told us to go check, out, check it out in Daniel, in the book of Daniel. And we started from Daniel 7. So I think the second episode was 7, verse 1 to the end. And then we... <laughs> We read Daniel 8, verse 1 till the end. That took three episodes. And then we read, um, now today we're going to read, I think that took two episodes, I'm not sure. Um, Daniel 9, verse 1 to the end. And I strongly believe we should read Daniel 10 and Daniel 11. So I'm adding to the scripture list and Daniel 12, Jesus said, go check out Daniel. He didn't tell us what verse to check. And this, the vision started from Daniel 7, although we went into Daniel 5 last Bible study. But the vision started from Daniel 7 and up to Daniel 12. And that is why we are reading all these books of Daniel after reading Daniel 12, I believe we should go towards Revelations. But remember that in, in, the, in one episode, we read that when we were treating Daniel 8, we stepped into 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. So 
um, we might still read Second Thessalonians chapter 2, but this chapter is a supporting verse for Daniel and Revelation. So I might come to us, I might come to talk about things in Daniel chapter 2, sorry, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, when while reading Daniel and Revelation. So that is kind of like a floating chapter. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 13 is a floating chapter that will come up while we are reading the book of Daniel and Revelations. Even Matthew 24 is a floating chapter because it tells us that, oh, before you go to chapter um, Matthew 24, 16, go check out what Daniel said about the end time. And that's what we are checking out right now. But before we go back to Matthew 24, 16, I would want us to read Revelations. Revelations, and I won't tell us the verses right now because um, it's a lot, right? So I want to read Revelations too as well. You, you know why I want to read Revelations? It's because um, um, Daniel talked about persecution by this little horn and Revelations also talked about it. So before going back to Jesus Christ, we might go and read Revelations or we might go back to Matthew 24. So let's just keep um, being led by the Spirit. So after we read all the chapters of Revelations that talk about the end time, we will then come back to Matthew 24, verse 16 to the end. So this is the end time um, reading sequence, and I pray that God will help us. Right now, we are in Daniel 9, and I'll open my Bible and read verse 1 to the end. So this is Daniel 9 from the King James Version, and I'll read verse 1 to the end. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, it's very interesting that we, we, we read Daniel 5 last week because we wouldn't have understood this. So God is really leading us in this Bible study. Last week, we concluded Daniel 8. And while we were reading Daniel 8, towards the end, we saw that Daniel woke up from the dream and went to do the king's business. But we had already seen in the, at the beginning that the king he, that was reigning at that time was... Um, not a, a good king. In fact, he was drinking with the holy cup stolen from, from Israel into Babylon. The holy cups that used to be in the temple, he was drinking and committing sin and doing a lot of idolatry. Um, indeed, and God was not happy. And there was, God wrote something on the wall with a hand without a body. So the hand did not have a body and it was writing on the wall. And the king was frightened. He was like, oh my God, what is that? Am I drunk or what? And then he saw this thing on the wall and he said, who can read it? And he was like frantic. He called all the wise men in, the, in, the, in Babylon and they could not read it as well. And so um, the queen came in. So Daniel was not part of the wise men because during the time of his father, Nebuchadnezzar, um, Daniel was working with Nebuchadnezzar. He was the head of the wise men. So when um, 
Daniel was seeing that dream. He was seeing it during the time of Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar. So Belshazzar was a bad king. And since Daniel was not part of the wise men, it meant that Daniel was no longer working for that king in that position. But he was still doing some form of king's business, but the king did not even know him because the mother had to say, the queen had to say, oh, one person can read this sign for you. And his name is Daniel. During the time of your fathers, he was the best um, astrologer. He could read, he could interpret dreams. And so the king did not even know, the king Belshazzar did not even know Daniel. And when Daniel read the sign on the wall um, uh, um, to him, saying that <laughs> you've messed up, king. See what God did to your fathers, and yet you didn't learn anything from there. Now your kingdom will be taken away from you. And that night, um, the king was assassinated and Darius took over. So now we are here. This They said his kingdom, the kingdom of the, Bab- the Babylon king, will be given to the Meds and Persians. So Darius was the first king of the Meds that took over Babylon at that time. So Darius, so, so Daniel went through a lot of kings, right? He went through Nebuchadnezzar that brought him from Israel as a slave. And he, he went through all those times. He rose up, he had an excellent spirit, rose up the, the, the ranks. And then he went through the sun. He dropped out from his job because his job, he didn't like his job. He was the, he was the, he was the head of the sorcerers. How can a Christ, Christian be the head of a sorcerer? Yes, I'm smart. I know God gives me a revelation, but don't make me the head of the magician, the witches, no. So he, because his power was gotten from a pure place, from God, not from witchcraft, right? So I'm sure that was why when Belshazzar took the place of Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel no longer worked for Belshazzar. He was doing some form of business and he was at the palace gate. And so um, now this is the first year of Darius and that is how it was linked, right? So in the first year of Darius, the son of Hazuerus of the seed of the Meds, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the numbers of years Whereof, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet, and that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So this is so interesting because Daniel read his Bible, right? He had the prophet like Jeremiah, the, the scrolls, and he called it books at, at that time. So Daniel read the book of Jeremiah and Jeremiah was prophesying, telling them that, guys, God has taken you into um, Babylon from Israel as captives. Don't mind all those prophets that are telling you that God will deliver you, bro. God will not deliver you from Babylon now. Get married, build houses, plant vineyards. You are gonna be there for a long time. And now Daniel has understood by reading Jeremiah that they are gonna be there for 70 years, right? Just kind of like how many generations that? So they'll be there for 70 years in um, and at that during that time, Jerusalem will be desolate. And so now Daniel sets his face. So and I um Daniel 9 verse 3, and I set my face unto the Lord God. 
to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confessions and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. We have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which speak in thy name to our kings, our princes and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces, as at this day to the men, to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of faces, to our king, to our princes, and to our fathers because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong. But to our Lord, our God, right, belong mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God, to walk in his laws, which he said before us by his servants, the prophet. Yea, all Israel have transgressed the, thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore, the cost is poured upon us. The oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. So um, why God made them to be carried captive in Israel, as you know, is because they were asked to, um, to plant every six years and the seventh year not to plant anything, but eat what they stored up for the past six years so that the land that flowed with milk and honey would be will rest on the 70 years so god believes in resting so god wanted the land to rest on the seventh year but guess what these people they walked the land on the seventh year they planted vineyards on the seventh year and on the seventh year for a long time so like 77 years right 70, 70 years, like 490, I guess, 490 years, they were working the land. So for 490 years, they did not um, let the land rest. So God decided that it's going to take, it's going to make, drive them out of the land for 70 years to make for those years that the land has not been resting, right? So I think they basically forgot to read the law in all those times, and God decided to take, make the land rest for those number of years. So that's what it means when it says, therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oaths that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he had confirmed his words, which he spake against us, and against our judges that judged us, by bringing upon us a great evil, for under the whole heaven had not been done as had been done upon Jerusalem. 
verse 13, as it is written in the law of Moses, all the evil is come upon us, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God, that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore, had the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his work, in all his works which he doeth. For we obeyed not his voice. Verse 15. And now our Lord, O Lord our God, that thou hast brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and hast gotten thee renowned as at this day we have sinned and done wickedly. Daniel 9, 16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because of our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers. Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. 17. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that, that is desolate for the Lord's sake. 18. O my God, incline thine ear and hear, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations and the city which is called by thy name, for we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy mercy. O Lord, hear, O Lord, forgive, O Lord, hearken, and do, defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. 21. Yeah, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the, the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel. I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. So, amen. When I was reading this part, uh, see the long prayer that Daniel prayed, very long. In sincerity, it's not like, he did not keep saying, in Jesus' name, oh God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. He was praying, the way he was praying, he was communicating with somebody. If I'm talking to you, Mr. John, and I, and I keep saying, Mr. John, if you see what happened yesterday, Mr. John, you'll be very, very surprised, Mr. John. You'll be, you, I mean, I went there and I was just shocked, Mr. John. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, Mr. John would be like, are you okay? <laughs> God, forgive us. Pray God, help us. So the prayer was meaningful. It was like a conversation. So if you want to learn how to pray, see how Daniel prayed. He prayed in sincerity from his heart. You just 
say what you want to say from your heart. Be sincere about what you want to ask God, what you want to tell God. And that is enough. And then this is so um, awesome. I mean, when I read this 21, I was I was really jealous of Daniel because I was praying. And Gabriel appeared to him and whom he had seen in the vision at the beginning, right? Remember, I saw a lot of dreams about Angel Gabriel. And the Angel Gabriel, and who he had seen, flew swiftly and touched him at the beginning, at the time of the evening oblation. And he told him and he talked with him talked with Daniel and he said, I am come to thought to give you skill and understanding. So at the beginning of that supplication, the commandment came forth. So God, when Daniel said praying, God said, Oh, Gabriel, go answer the guy. Can answer the guy. And so Gabriel went to answer Daniel and gave him skill and understanding. Wow, skill and understanding. He was asking for mercy for, for Jerusalem, but God gave him skill and understanding. More understanding because he was reading the book of Jeremiah, right? And started praying from reading the Bible, he entered into prayer and saying that, oh my God, we're still going to spend about 17 years in this place. Oh. And he was like, have mercy, oh God, have mercy. I know we have sinned against you. Have mercy, God. And then the angel came to him and said, I would give you skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show you what thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. So 70 weeks Okay, consider the vision. Thou art gratefully beloved. That's where I was jealous of Daniel. So I want to read Daniel's 9.23 in New Living Translation. Or the Living Bible. Which is, yeah. Daniel 9.23. So it's here. It says that, oh my God. this I'm so jealous right now. Daniel 9, 23, the moment she began praying, a command was given. I'm reading from the Living Bible. I am here to tell you what the command was. For God loves you very much. Oh my God, God loves Daniel very much. What of me? But I asked God this question, like, God loves you very much, Daniel. And I was like, oh my God, God loves Daniel very much. And then I said, God, Love me very much, like Daniel, please. Like, while he was praying, you just heard him, you just answered his prayer. Like, you sent an angel to, to answer him. And God told me that, come on, girl. Don't you see what, what Paul said? That the people, the patriots, they look forward to us that experience the cross, right? The cross is redemption which they wish they had like we have the best god loves us so much that he made us to be in existence after jesus christ had died so and we have the holy spirit and as we, we have the holy spirit we are feeling his joy and that's how he wishes to communicate with us through the holy spirit at this time 
we, we can hear his voice when we come closer to him. When we read his word, he brings miracles our ways. Not only financial miracles, but miracles of knowing him more, skill and understanding when we open the word of God. How many people can boast of understanding the word of God? Not boast, but say that they understand the word of God whenever they read. When you open the word of God and woo, God gives you understanding of the word, you have hope that you are going to spend your eternity with Christ. You have joy in your heart. You have Jesus. You are not a slave to sin or addiction anymore. All these things are proof that we have been saved and we are loved by God. And God told him that, oh, I love you. Can't you see that I love you? I sent Jesus to die for you. You are even more fortunate than Daniel was because you have the new life living in you. Daniel, for Daniel, the whole, he tried his best to follow the law. The law was what was available. The old man was still living in him, right? But he, through following the law, suppressing the old man, tried to pray that the spirit of the Lord would rest upon him. You know, he was just living his life, being close to God, reading the Bible. It was, it was, it was a struggle. That was why Jesus, God said that my spirit shall not longer strive with man because he is flesh. So the olden days was all about the God's spirit trying to control man that still has the old man, trying to give him rules and regulation, and those people will be judged by the Lord. But we that have the new man in us, we are exactly how Jesus was on earth. Jesus was born without the old man, but now after you're giving your life to Christ, your old man has been nailed to the cross and now you have the new man in you. You have baby Jesus living in you. We are exactly how Jesus was when he was on earth. We have power to say no to sin. We have a choice right now. We are no longer slaves to sin. So we are much more privileged. All we need to do is to always clean the house so that Jesus will be comfortable in our heart. To modify all the skills that we've learned from the old man. To... to as the hymn said to, to um, vanquish evil, the evil that is, the habits, the skills that we've learned from the old man through the word of God, we need to, um, we need to now modify those things. That's what we need right now. But ask for the joy of the Holy Spirit. Ask for the fact that the Holy Spirit lives in us, giving us wisdom when you ask giving us the seven spirits of God when you ask, oh my God, you are the one not tapping into the greatness and the love of God. That's just the truth. I am the one not yet tapping into all the beautiful things that God has for us because we are better than Daniel. We are better than the people before Jesus Christ. We have more opportunities, but we are not tapping into it because of social media, because of Blings because of luxury designer stuff. Want to want to end good morning. Want to look beautiful. We want to do this hairstyle. We want to buy all these things. We're covetous. We're still trying to deal with all these things. All those things are not letting us enjoy God's love. Now enjoy it to the fullest. And I beg God, God, please help me. You should also pray that prayer, Lord, help me to enjoy Your love to the full. To enjoy everything you have for the post-cross, the people after the cross, the people after Jesus Christ have died. Eh? 
Help us, Lord, to enjoy everything you have for us that are after the death and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So God loves Daniel and he showed his love by answering him swiftly. His love did not consist of a new man, you know, that precious new man, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit rested upon, upon Daniel. The, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, excellent spirit rested upon Daniel. But the, the new man was not available to them yet in the olden days. Because Christ has not died and rose again at that time. So I was so just like, God, God loves Daniel very much. I was like, oh, what of me? Anyway, let's keep reading King James because we want the earliest interpretation of the word. So 23, it says, For thou art greatly beloved, um, Daniel, therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. So now, now this is a vision. Holy Spirit, we got to receive this. Although I already read this before, but I pray the Holy Spirit to give us more understanding. Now, this is what... Angel Gabriel is saying to Daniel, this is a dream that part of the dreams that Jesus said, go and check out in Daniel. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression. But what's going to happen within that 70 weeks? Finish the transgression, number one. Make an end of sins, number two. Make reconciliation, for iniquity, number three, to bring in everlasting righteousness, number four, to seal up the vision and prophecy, number five, and to anoint the most holy, number six. Number six. Like, okay, 70 weeks to do all these things. Let's keep reading. Please don't help us. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the, pr- the prince, with a capital P, note that please, shall be seven weeks, 60 and two weeks. So three score means 60, 60 and two weeks. The streets shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. So, and after 62 weeks, shall the Messiah, Jesus, as we already know, because it has already happened, be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the priest with a small P, the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with a flood. And until the end of the war, the solutions are determined. What? There's a lot of dream, a lot of in- things for just weeks, right? That's a lot of stuff to happen in weeks. So let's keep going. And he shall confirm the covenant with many. Now, this he is this small prince here. The people of the prince with a lowercase p that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end thereof shall be with a flood. 
Now he's talking about the end time, right? But he was talking about Jesus' death and resurrection. We're going to find out what's happening. And unto the end of the world, the solutions are determined. Daniel 9, 27. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. So this prince shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, in the midst of the week, that's um, a week is seven days, right? So 3.5 days, uh, when it's 3.5 days, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Wait, so he's saying that in the middle of the week, there shall be an abomination of dissolution. But we already read about an abomination of dissolution in Daniel 7 and Daniel 8. And it said that the little horn will rule for 6.3 years. In the middle of that 6.3 years, for 3.5 years, he will, at the beginning of 3.5 years, he will cause an abomination that causes dissolution at one time at the middle of his reign. And then for the 3.5 years, he will persecute the, the, the holy people of the most high God. So, uh, and you're telling me that it's gonna, he's going to, his covenant will be for one week. Now, I'm starting to see that this week looks like one, um, this week, these seven days is looking like seven years. So it looks like when they say one week in this chapter, yeah, Angel Gabriel, when he's saying week, when he's saying one week, when he's saying seven days, he means seven years. Because from Daniel 7 and 8, that both of us, we have read, we've read, we've watched the previous episode, we've seen that Christians, guys, somebody's coming, he's going to, he's going to reign for about 6.3 years. That's what they said. And then for 3.5 years, in the middle of his reign, he will set up an abomination that causes dissolution. And for the 3.5 years, he will, um, he would start to persecute the children of God, right? So now this place is telling us that in the middle of the week, right? In Daniel 7 and 8 is saying in the middle of his reign, his 6.3 reign, right? Three years reign. So this one week right now is seven years. And in the middle of that seven years, as we have seen in previous verses, um, you can go back to read Daniel 7 and 8. He, he put an end to the daily sacrifice, which is what we, we've seen here. He caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And he caused the abomination that causes the solution. So I hope we all understand that one week is seven years. Seven days is seven years. That means we can easily calculate what's going on seven, 70 weeks. So 70 weeks, if one week is seven years, 70 weeks is 490 years. So in 490 years, 
all these things will happen. You guys will be free to go back to Jerusalem. There will be an end of sins and reconciliation for iniquity. Remember when we started with Adam and Eve, what will it take to redeem human race? That is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, and it will bring everlasting righteousness, a righteousness that will last forever for human race. There's righteousness in heaven, but on earth, we end everlasting righteousness through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this is what will happen within 490 years from Daniel's time. So, so, so let's keep going, 490 years, and seal up the vision, anoint the most holy, the most holy. That's Jesus, right? Anoint Jesus. So all these things will happen for 490 years. 25, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah shall be 69 weeks times seven. That's 69 times seven years. And the street shall be rebuilt again, even in troublous times. So historians will know the time map, but we are not interested in the time map of when the Jerusalem was rebuilt or when the walls was rebuilt in troublous times. We just want to understand the times, the end time. And so he's trying to say that the truth is that the most important part of this Daniel 9 for you and I that want to understand the end time is this last two verses. From the last verse, we've seen that seven years, this prince, but let's read Daniel 9.26 before we go to the summary. So, and after three, after 69 69, what is this? Three score and two, 62 times seven years, the Messiah will be killed, cut off. But not for himself, for us. And the people of the prince. So now, the next big thing that would happen after Jesus, that would happen and shake the world after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, is this Antichrist guy, this man of sin, this little horn that would come. He's the people, the, the people of the prince shall come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. And then the end will come. After this antichrist guy has come, this prince with a little P, with a lowercase P comes, the end will come with a flood. And unto the end, war and dissolution are determined. How will the end come with a flood? Verse Daniel 9, 27 says that, and he shall confirm the covenant with many for seven years. That's one week, seven years. And in the midst of the one week, in the midst of the seven years, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abomination, he shall make it desolate. Even unto the consummation. And that, that determined shall be poured unto the desolate. Upon this, may God bless you and so in Jesus' name. We have finished Daniel 9. I drew up a diagram which we would read some verses to kind of correct. And by the grace of God, at the end of this study, I believe that we would have a perfect diagram. So when we read Daniel 10, Daniel 11, Daniel 12, we will correct the diagrams. 
Um, this is the diagram. Okay, this is the diagram that I did. So we talked about Daniel 927, where this prince with a lowercase p will confirm the covenant with many for one week. So his deal is for one week. The deal of this man of sin is for seven years. This Antichrist is just coming to rule for seven years. That's the plan. I do not know if he's going to finish up his seven years. Why? Because when we go to Daniel 8, verse 13 to 14, which we read last week, we saw this. And can we just quickly read it since we already read this part? I believe I'm still sharing my screen. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, if you want to watch the video version of this podcast for Bible study, please download the Podrum app or watch on YouTube. So um, Daniel 8, verse 13 to 14 is Daniel 8. I prefer the podium up because there's no distraction. Like when you're listening to the Bible study, there's no like recommendations of one million other things to jump to, right? Then you jump to it, then you forget that you're doing Bible study. That's not nice. <laughs> so Daniel chapter um, 8, verse 13 to 14. On the podium app, there, there are no recommendations yet, right? So you can still take advantage of that. There are no recommendations on the screen that you are listening while you are listening. There are no recommendations. There's only a place to put in your comment. And when you put in your comment, I will gladly respond to you. You can ask questions and drop comments on the podium app and I'll, resp- I'll be there to respond to you on the podium app. So it's different from YouTube that's really distracting. So Daniel chapter 8, verse 13 to 14. I want all the end time readings to be in the same version so that we can flow together. And Daniel 8, verse, my diagram is verse 13 to 14. And want to confirm this man of sin shall arise within this period of time, 6.3 years, Daniel 8, 13 to 14. So let's see. Daniel 8, 13 to 14, King James Version says that, then I heard one saint speaking and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake. That's what happens when you use KJV. Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said, Unto that certain saint which spake, How long shall be the vision concerning the daily sacrifice? So now, this vision concerning daily sacrifice, let's keep going first, please. I don't want to confuse us. How long shall be this vision that I just that we just showed Daniel concerning the daily sacrifice? and the transgression of desolation to give both the sanctuary and the host. Oh my God, the sanctuary and the host. That's Christian, you are now to be trodden underfoot. See, how long shall the divisions be? Concerning daily sacrifice. And he says that, and he said unto me, Daniel 8, 14, and he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days, then the sanctuary shall be cleansed. So after 2,300 days, the sanctuary shall be cleansed. 
And remember that at the end of the of the verses, the, the angel said that it's literal day and night. So it says here, it says, and the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told is true. So this is not like weeks means years or days means years right now in this part. It says, when I tell you that it's 2,300 days, just take it like that. It's evening and mornings. So it says that, um, where am I now? 13 and 14, it says that 2,300 days. And if you calculate 2,300 days, divided by 365, you see that it is 6.3 human years. So 6.3 years, that is um, the time. And that is how, why I've drawn the diagram like this. So I don't, uh, we are yet to find out if it's like towards this side, like 6.3 years, or it's gonna be starting from here, but it is within the rule of this man, is within the rule of this prince, right? The 6.3 years is within the seven years of the covenant because this is the man he's gonna rule, he's gonna make a covenant, he's gonna intend to rule, for seven years. The vision that Daniel saw in Daniel 8 is this timeline, right? It, it takes 6.3 years. And what's the vision that Dan, Daniel saw in Daniel 8? He saw that there was, um, so the, the vision, now listen, he saw a vision of, so until, and then the sanctuary will be cleansed, right? So I heard another saint say, how long shall the vision concerning the daily sacrifice and the translation of the situation to give both the sanctuary and the host to? So let's start, where is the vision of the solution, right? So when we talk about here, um, so the, the vision of the daily sacrifice does not concern the ram, does not concern the goat when the, with the one horn. It's the daily sacrifice concerns this man of sin, the little horn. So since he will confirm a covenant for seven years, the little horn will confirm a covenant for seven years um, so the daily sacrifice vision is about the activities of the little horn. So Daniel 8 verse 9, and out of one of them came forth a little horn, wax, which wax exceedingly great towards the south, the east, and the pleasant land. And so we said this little horn is in the west. So, and it works great even to the host of heaven and cast down some stars and blah, blah, blah. Then here he magnified himself into even unto the prince of the host. And by him, the daily sacrifice was taken away and the place of the sanctuary was cast down. So these are the activities of this little horn. So the little horn's activities and 
the abomination that causes desolation, everything the little one is going to do will take 2,300 days. And it's, it is 6.3 years. So, but in Daniel, in Daniel 9 verse 27, it says seven years. So it's gonna be within this time. So maybe he will not complete his seven years. Let us see what's happening and why. So <clears throat> let's keep going. Um, so what we am I now? Okay. So I wanna write down this one truth. That's nine. So I want to say the period of this Daniel eight, nine to fourteen. This 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 um timeline is Daniel eight plus nine to fourteen. This is what this are the, the little the little horns timeline. So that's six point three years. Now but it, he intended to spend seven years. Like that's, he's gonna make a covenant. Who is he, right? And God says it's 6.3 years, he's going to rule, but he thought he was gonna rule for seven years, right? So he made, he made a covenant for seven years, but God says it's gonna last for 6.3 years. So I believe he, he, the man of sin arose here. So the man of sin, we got that word from Second Thessalonians chapter two. So he has many names. He has his name is Antichrist. His name is Man of Sin. His name is Little Horn. They're all the same thing. So we got this name for from Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one to fifteen. We all understand. We've all understood now this this timeline, right? He intended to spend seven years, and God said it's going to be for six or three years. So let's keep going. What's gonna happen now? In, in in Daniel 12, which we've not read, so it's kind of we are still confirming this diagram as we go to read Daniel 10, 11, 12 in the next few episodes. But let's read Daniel 12, verse 11 to 12. Daniel 12, 11 to 12. It says that, and from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination that make it desolate is set up. There shall be 2,000, sorry, there shall be 1,290 days. 1,290 days is what? Three and a half years. So from the time the daily sacrifice stopped, Till one. From the time the daily sacrifice is set up and the abomination is like this shall be 1,290 days. Ha! This is so cool. So now, from the time the daily sacrifice is set up till this time, there shall be 1,290 days. What? It stops the daily sacrifice. It causes abomination that causes desolation for 3.5 years. And it persecutes the Christians for 3.5 years. We're still fine tuning this diagram. 
And the only thing that would stop me is when the ancient of this came. And I have to go and look for that place here. So ancient of this king. So the guy was doing a lot of bad things. He made war with the saints and prevailed against them for three and a half years until the ancient of this king. So that's rapture. That's why I put rapture there. So Daniel 7, 21 to 22 said that Daniel 7, 21 to 22 said he's going to do all these things to us. So, 21 to 22, until the ancient of this killed him. And that's why I put rapture here. Okay, so until the ancient of this king, when the ancient of this killed him, right, he was destroyed. And then this revelation says that, or is it revelations? Second Thessalonians says that, that verse two says that God shall destroy him with the brightness of his coming. Jesus shall destroy the man of sin. Thessalonians. That's what? Two. Okay, so. Uh-huh. Whom the Lord, so that man of sin, that wicked man shall be revealed. Whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Hallelujah. So in rapture, um, um, Jesus will destroy this man of sin and set us free from his persecution. Um, in Second Thessalonians two verse eight. So I'm going to put it in our diagram. Second Thessalonians two verse eight. The man is destroyed in rapture when Jesus. Let me not say in rapture because I don't really know how. So Jesus destroying this man of sin is he rapturing us in the middle of that? We just have to like find out. So man of sin is destroyed when Jesus returns, when Jesus comes to take us home. Right? You know how, why we know is that period is coming to take us home? Because that's a period that they were waiting for in Second Thessalonians. They, they said that Paul was telling them, now we beseech you, therefore, better by the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I told you, Second Thessalonians chapter two is a floating chapter. We will be referencing it as we read through Daniel and Revelations. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. So we beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by what our gathering together unto him. So that is in rapture. We will be gathered together unto God. So that's what rapture is. Gathered together unto him, coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So don't be soon shaken or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, that this day of Christ is at hand. If you read another interpretation, don't let anybody tell you that the rapture has already taken place or that Jesus has already come already. No. Paul was telling the Thessalonian brethren, let no man deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except all these things happen. Falling away of Christians, man of sin, that's the, the little horn, that's the one that Jesus told us that that's the next thing that would happen. The man of sin be revealed, he's a son of perdition. Um, Paul called him names, he opposed himself against all that is called God. 
Daniel said it too, the little one speaking boastful things, he has eyes like a man, has mouth like a man speaking boastful things, so that he seated in the temple of God and say he's God. So this is most likely the abomination that causes desolation. Go to the temple of God and say he is God. And guess what? What is the temple of God? It's your body. Your body is the temple of God. So that is why there's a lot of speculation on, that says that this guy is going into the temple of God, my body, and saying he is God. I don't want to take anything in my body. Oh, COVID vaccine. Was it the, was COVID vaccine the, the, the man of sin going into my body and becoming God in my body? Is it going to alter my DNA? See all those things? That is why Christians were skeptical about taking the, the COVID vaccine. And Christians were skeptical about um, anything going, even if it's tattoos, anything going to their body. They're like, mm, because why? It says that this man is going to cause an abomination that causes desolation. So by revelations, which God will still open my eyes and your eyes to see, we're going to see what is this abomination that causes desolation set up in the temple of God. The temple of God is no longer the church that you go physically. It's now our bodies. So as we read, we start to, we start to know what is this abomination of desolation? What are they trying to put in our bodies? That would, um, that the devil would, the little one would sit in our temple and say he is God in our lives. That's why you have to be, your spiritual antenna as a Christian has to be sharp. Pray. Any new thing that comes out in the news, in the media, they want to put in your body, got to pray about it. Ask God, is this it? Is this not it? Just ask God. God will show you because he loves you. He's going to show you 10 times. He showed me many times and he's going to keep showing me when a new one comes out, he's going to show me and say, this is this it, is this not it? He's going to like reveal it to me. So God loves you. God loves me. Just ask him in sincerity and he will tell you what is this um, person? What is this thing that wants to be injected or put into what? Into the temple of God, which is your body and my body, those that have the new man living in them and want to become our God apart from the new man or the Holy Spirit. So that is it. That is it. So remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what we told it that he might be revealed in his time. So um, God will keep giving us wisdom on what is stopping this man of sin from coming now or if he is already here. So this time is uh, a long time ago that this verse was written. I'm, I'm sure that that thing that has been withholding him from coming has gone out because he, I can feel that he is around. So we have seen here now that the brightness of Jesus' coming is what will kill this um, destroy this little horn, a man of sin, when it comes to take us home. And that God has helped us. And this is the period that that will happen when it's destroyed. Let's let's check out this Daniel 12, verse 11 to 12. It says that for it's, it's gonna persecute Christian for 3.5 years. But Matthew 24, which will be going to to complete. I don't want us to go into it. Let's just run off this Bible study. 
Matthew 24 tells us that except those deeds will be shortened. Even the elect, the saints, you know, they might renounce God, renounce Jesus, except those days be shortened. So will this 3.5 years be shortened? You know, will it be shortened? So I don't want to mix two events together. So I'm mixing two events. I'm mixing this persecution of the thing, right? So this is the years the daily sacrifice will be taken away, right? It's different from the timeline of persecuting the Christian. In Daniel 8, 7, 13 to 14 says, how long shall the vision concerning daily sacrifice? Holy Spirit, we need your help and transgression of the solution to give both the sanctuary to the children on their feet. How long? Daniel 12, 11 to 13 is, the thing is, so it will take him some time. From the time that that daily sacrifice is taken away and the solution is taken off. So this is making me understand that is it, is there a time in between? You get like daily sacrifice and abomination of solution, right? So this thing is making me see something else right now. The second we see that there is something here which is stopping the daily sacrifice, which is let's see. stop the daily sacrifice here, right? And this is where you stop the daily sacrifice. Stop the daily sacrifice. Daniel 12, 11. Mm-hmm. Then, right? In Daniel 12, verse 11. So let's go. 12, verse 11. Then, then stop the daily sacrifice and to set up the abomination, it shall be a thousand. So let's say, stop the sacrifice here, and then it begins abomination of the situation here. So we have it like this. And it's going to be for this much years. So, so it's looking like it's going to be around this period of time. I don't know the exact period of time, but it has its own bullet points. We will persecute the people of God for times, times, and other time. Daniel 7 is another. A time, times, and of a time. Times, times, and of a time.
And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away and the abomination of the maker desolate is set up, there shall be this thing, um, 1,290 days in between. That's how I'm reading this one. Now, blessed is he that waited, right? And cometh to the 1,335 days. So what is 1,335 days? It is. Like 3.6 years, right? 3.6 years. That's what is he that comments to that 3.6 years. So this 1,300, it said, um, it said, blessed is he that waited. So now, this waiting period is the patience of the saints, right? So let's quickly go read Matthew chapter 24. Oh, where is it? So here is the patience and faith of the saints. Oh, that's revelation. So when they say, when we are talking about he that waited. So Revelations 14 verse 12. So let's read from verse 11. It says that Revelations 14, 11 says, we're still going to read Revelations in depth. Revelations 14, 11 says, uh, And the smoke of the atonement ascended forever, and they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever received that mark, the mark of his name. So if you allow your body to be infected, your temple of God to be infected by the man of sin and he claims to be God in you. If you receive that mark, the smoke of your torment will ascend forever and ever. So here is the patience of the saints. You have to wait. So I'm relating this patience to the person that is waiting. So um, let's say they are persecuting the Christians for three and a half years, right? So they are persecuting the Christians for three and a half years. And why we saying that in Daniel 12, verse 12, blessed is he that is patient, that waited. So I'm saying that this is the year after the 3.5 years of persecution. If you can see this year afterwards, then you are blessed. So if you can come to this day afterwards, you are blessed. So what we see here is that. So this is another year, sort of the 3.6 years. So I'm adding it to this one. So 3.6 years. If you can get here as a saint, as a holy people of God, so one of sin will be destroyed here. I'm going to divide this guy. I think this episode is going to be in two parts because it's been a long journey. So the man of sin is destroyed. When Jesus comes to take us home. Okay, let me just leave that here. Man of sin is destroyed at this part. 
and then put it here. And then here we see that. Yeah, we see that one of them is a story here. And um, if, you, if you are lucky to be in this, if you are alive at that part, at this time, if you have patiently survived that time, then you are fortunate. He said, blessed the saints that year after persecution begins after the great after the great tribulation aka persecution of saints So tribulation. This is the 3.6 year <coughs> after the so if you can see this time you are blessed, right? You can see this time you are blessed. So and when they say that um, the rapture will happen, come to you as a thief in the night. And Peter says, don't let that day come to you as a thief in the night. When the day comes into you as a thief in the night, it doesn't mean you're, if a thief comes to your house in the night, one, you are not expecting the thief, but you can see the thief. So you're going to see Jesus. You're going you're gonna to see, he's going to come suddenly, not secretly. You're going to see him. They're going to see Jesus because he's going to come suddenly. A thief in the night doesn't come secretly. He breaks in with his weapon and you know that you are being robbed, right? You know that you are being robbed, except if you are not in the house. If you are in the house and a thief breaks in into your house, you will know that you are being robbed. It's really interesting and I thank God for the opportunity to study with you all. It's a long one. I'm going to divide it into two and I pray God will help us. And I would like us to pray right now. I hope you guys um, enjoyed. You can take screenshots of it. And then you're going to see how the little one, the man of sin shall arise. And these are his activities. And I pray that God will help us to overcome. If we are alive to see the beginning and we get to the persecution part, I pray that God will help us to get to this um, end time and the last part where Jesus destroyed the man of sin by the brightness of his coming. And then the rapture takes place shortly after. And we're going to read details about this part, but this is our guiding in, in diagram for now. And God will teach us how to adjust um, all these things to the glory of God's name. Praise the Lord. We come to the end of the Bible study. I want you to pray that God will help you to to be close to him to have if you're not born again you need the new man in you 
made a new man in you. And if you are born again, you need to modify the skills that you have learned from the old man in order for us to become the express image of Jesus Christ. So just please say, Lord, please help me, God, wherever state you are, ask for God's help right now to make you conform to the express image of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I Father, we thank you for this awesome revelation that you have given us this day, this evening. We thank you for an exciting time in your presence. We ask that you would please, Lord, continue to help us, oh God. As many as we've been watching this thing, Lord, let them not be confused, but be convinced of your power, of your greatness, of your glory. In the name of Jesus, let them know you more, oh God. Let them await your coming. Let them prepare themselves so that that they will not take them unawares like a thief in the night, Lord, unaware. Um, suddenly, let that they not come upon them. Suddenly, let them know the, the, the sequence of the events of the, of the man of sin in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the glory, Lord. Oh, my God. We bless our week. We ask that you bless our week. You will help us. Let this week be a great week for us. Let your power be manifested. Heal the sick among us. Raise the dead, the spiritual dead, people in bondage, the prisoners, set them free. Shed them free from the prison of their souls. And Lord, if it's your will for you to set them free physically, Lord, set them free physically, but the best Freedom is when their souls are being set free. It's when they are no more slaves to sin, when you nail their old man to the cross in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because you're going to feed the sick. You're going to supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. You're going to give us the good news that we're expecting from you, God. You're going to make everything work together for our good because we are your children. Receive the glory and of peace. We cover our lives with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So God be with you. I love you. And Jesus loves you the most. So stay blessed. Bye. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode.